You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What? Where are they actually? Uh, the Kansas fans are oh. <clears throat> exiting the Lloyd Noble Century. We had a heyday of still water. Um, Madison, let's talk about fun things. Are we recording? Yes, we're recording. What's up? It's the OKC82 Podcast. We are coming to you live in waves from headquarters, HQ, the station, the Batcave. What else can we call this, Madison? Uh, the the lair of uh, it's, all it's our where, time it's spent. Where, it's where Tyler does his media. It is where Tyler does his media. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. Um, this is the OKC82 Podcast. Um, we had to do this game because contractually uh it is called the okc82 podcast which means we have to do all 82 of these damn things <laughs> and this was one of 82 and this is one that the thunder would like to forget <laughs> you know and i'm no um the thunder would like to forget the last six, six games, games. <laughs> uh, i mean even even that utah win which seems like it was a different team um it seems like it was a year ago yeah um the Thunder have lost six, five of their last six. Um, they lose tonight, of course. What was the score? It was, it was uh, one... 131 to 120. And they were never in it. They, no. they were never in this game. I think they had a lead in the first quarter. They went on a, they started off terrible. I think they were like one or two of eight from the field. And then they go on a scoring run. I think they lead by one in the first quarter. And then after that, the Timberwolves just, they pretty much went up by 10 and, Every time the Thunder would somewhat threaten, the Timberwolves would just run a simple offense and get an easy, simple basket. Meanwhile, the Thunder are chucking up threes. Madison. Oh, God. <laughs> what is going on? What, what? It seemed like two weeks ago we were like, wow, this is a really good team. This is going to be a fun postseason for everybody involved. Yeah. And now it's like um, maybe they should start tanking for Zion Williamson. <laughs> well, I think a lot of weird things happened in this game because something that I noted from – this game that I haven't exactly seen in the past games, even though it kind of makes sense now, but it kind of looks like the Thunder didn't have any kind of plan drawn up tonight. That's no, like, bash on Billy Donovan at all. It kind of just looks like the guys had no idea uh, what kind of plays to run, how to utilize the players on the court at that time. Paul George, I mean, definitely shaking off some rust. I think he finished with, like, 25 tonight, which was great. But he took, like, 14 three-point attempts. And that's brutal for a guy who's been out for three games, has tape all over his right shoulder, is just definitely not feeling his best. But, yeah, he's still jacking up 14 threes out of, what did we say, 47 or 46 attempts taken tonight. It was just, like, what are you doing out there? And I I don't know. It just was kind of weird in uh, a sense where the Thunder just looked completely discombobulated and they had no game plan coming coming into this game. They did not look mentally prepared for it. And I know I'm kind of like harking on their case right now, but it just it didn't look good. And I mean, like Brady said, this team looked so different in that Utah game. And I do feel like that was forever ago because a lot has happened since then. Like Paul George was out for three games. He comes back tonight. Um, I mean, just weird things kept happening happening in this game that made that Utah game look like it was a last season game. Yeah, um, I mean, of course, like the Thunder, everybody has known that the schedule is getting tougher. Um, as we got into January, that was kind of like okay, from here on out, the Thunder the the hardest 
strength of schedule to end out the year. And the Thunder still won more than their fair share of games. And they also, even in the games where they lost, um, of course, there was that Atlanta loss that looked, that was just terrible. Right. Um, on the road in Atlanta. Um, every other loss, you know, the Thunder still had their chances late. And they still looked like themselves relatively. It was just, you know, maybe chalk it up to uh, Lonzo Ball having a really good night from the three-point line, even though um, that Lakers lost. Billy Donovan really harped on the defense for just letting him, just standing there and letting him shoot wide open threes. Yeah. But, you know, still, in an 82-game grind, you're going to go up against opponents that are just going to hit shots. Yeah. And even in those first two losses to Minnesota uh, back in December and January, um, it kind of just seemed like one of those – one of those times where, you know, Andrew Wiggins just has it going. Derrick Rose isn't playing. He has the ball in his hands a little bit more than he is accustomed to. You know, sometimes you're just going to play a guy that's hot. It has not been that way this last, um, you know, pretty much since the All-Star break. Uh, the Thunder have just th- – their defense has gone by the wayside. Their offense has become lazy because they're just chucking up three-pointers. Um, other than Russell Westbrook, who surprisingly, you know, in this skid – Russell Westbrook's offense, his shooting has all gone up. Mm-hmm. His scoring is up, you know, a little bit closer to what we're more accustomed to seeing him over the last few years. But, you know, Paul George, um, of course, um, hurt in that Denver game, didn't play for the next, what, two, three games? Three it? games. Three games. Uh, came back tonight. Um, but other than that, uh, Dennis Schroeder, not the same player he was prior to the All-Star break. Um, Steven Adams is not. No. Steven Adams is getting worked. And uh, I'm sure everyone's seen the tweet by now. It's making the rounds on Twitter. Uh, Carson Cunningham uh, from OKC. Uh, uh, what is it? Channel 5. Channel 5. What's the K? Uh, KOKC. KOKC. Sorry. Shout out, Carson. If you, if you <laughs> listen to our podcast, I'm sorry. I worked for KFOR for a few months, so I guess I can't remember it on purpose. <laughs> but um, no, uh, Carson put out a tweet saying, you know, it really seems like bigs, like the bigs have been like really giving it to OKC in the last few weeks. Uh, Marks Aldridge, Jokic, Gobert, tonight with Carl Anthony Towns, who looked like a, just an MVP type player. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, those guys are that good, and they're going to do that to most opponents. But Stephen Adams gets paid $24 million a year to slow those guys down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you and I, we've kind of underestimated – whatever physical discomfort Steven Adams is in because it hasn't really just affected his mobility, hasn't def- affected his defense or his rebounding. You can just look at him shoot a free throw. Yeah. He's throwing the ba- he's throwing the basketball at the rim. Like it like he's just trying to fastball it in. He can't bend his knees. Yeah. And it's notable because yeah, Steven Adams is not a very good free throw shooter. He's not he's not Shaq. He's not terrible. But he actually kind of has a nice little arc on his shot, mm-hmm. typically. But for whatever reason, he just he looks different. He looks uncomfortable. He looks a step he looks a step or two slower, and it's just fed into like whoever your power forward slash center is. He's gonna have a career night, and if that's gonna happen along with the Thunder not hitting their shots, the Thunder not looking like themselves, they're gonna lose a lot of games, and it's. It's coming down pretty quickly now because Houston beats Toronto tonight. Portland loses to Memphis, which is good for the Thunder. So now Houston, Portland, OKC are all tied at 39 mm-hmm. and 25. So, or 39 and what? I don't even know anymore. It's so long. 39 and, well, just whatever. They have 39 wins. They're, t- they're tied in the loss column. But uh, Madison, 
it's this is uh, this is this is atrocious. 18 of 46 from the three-point line. Yes, it's <laughs> it's 39%. 46 threes. The Timberwolves took 22. Yeah. That's what the Thunder should be shooting. Like what is going on here? This is this is terrible. This is I'm sorry. This is this is the worst I've seen the Thunder look in years. Mm-hmm. This is a terrible stretch of basketball. This is worse than anything that I saw last year. Last year you kind of got numb to the I guess the 8 and 12 start was pretty bad. Right. I, I, I'll I'll check myself there. The 8 and 12 start was pretty bad, but this is this is getting up there. No, it's definitely getting up there. I think my biggest frustration right now, especially with tonight's game, is why so many threes? Like, these guys can see they're not going in. Your shots are not uh, – they're not doing well because, I mean, obviously the Timberwolves were playing pretty good perimeter defense, but they, they, it was just not even their defense. It was the Thunder with their inability to make a three-pointer tonight, and they just kept – Doing it and doing it. And Brady, you and I talked about this in a couple podcasts ago, but now it's turning into uh, that desperation basketball. And that's kind of what I saw tonight. And that's why I think 46 three-pointers were taken because this team, for some reason, has it in their heads that if they are down, and now they've been down by double digits for like eight consecutive games, when they get down like that, they just have to chunk up three-pointers. They have to take all these shots that they think can easily pull them in. They got to yell at the refs for the and one foul for any kind of foul because that's what it's resulted to or resorted to. And it's just, it's almost, I hate to use the word pathetic, but it's just like kind of like a... It's a pathetic it's effort. It's a pathetic no, effort. They, if you put a true serum in these guys, they'd say the same thing because they're... They set they set a foundation for what they how they want to play basketball, especially on the defensive end. Yeah. Throughout the entire year, and these last four games have been the complete opposite of that. Yeah. Now tonight you could say, well, hey, the Thunder only gave up thirty points in the first quarter. Thirty points is still too much, especially still to, too much. especially to a team like Minnesota. Yeah. Do they have some talent? Yeah, they've got talent. Everybody's got talent. Everyone has talent. Everybody has talent. League, but Minnesota. Here's their quarter by quarter breakdown. 30 points, 41 points, 31 points, and 29, and they stopped scoring with about three minutes left in the in the quarter. The they 41 were, points makes me want to hurl. It's 41 points in one quarter. 50 points in the paint. I mean, let's just here. Andrew Wiggins had a quiet night. He had only only had 18 points, so that's good for the Thunder. I put out like a bunch. I vomited a bunch of Andrew Wiggins tweets out this <laughs> morning. And I thought the biggest thing was, well, if they just limit the free throws, then in those first two games, they just limited Wiggins' free throws. He was averaging 14 free throws against the Thunder in those two games. Yikes. They just limit those. The Thunder probably win one, if not both of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight, it didn't really matter because Carl Anthony Towns has 41 points on 15 to 27. And Steven, like, I'm sorry. That's It really seems like any, any center that has any type of shot – you know, from beyond the arc, mm-hmm. is just working Steven because he's having to get away from the paint. He's not able to bang down low. And if you're hurt, if you're tired, if you're sore, it's a tad bit easier to just kind of hold your ground and use your body and be physical as opposed to trying to chase out an athletic center like Carl Anthony Towns or a Jokic. Um, you have to use a little bit more of your brain and your body more so. But, um, yeah, just just terrible. It's... <laughs> I, I don't know what else how else to describe it. Um, Paul George in his game back was uh, you know, n- not very yeah, good. Yeah. 25 points, 8 of 25, 4 of 14 from the three-point line. I guess I'll excuse Paul's three-pointers because he's an Dealing MVP candidate this year. Yeah. He's an MVP candidate this year, and he's made 
he's had games where he'll go what 10 of 14 you know he'll have games like that um the first game back and of course uh the thunder starting off the game terribly it's just it kind of goes into what you just said what we've been talking about these last few podcasts this team cannot afford to get down so early because they've got guys that just are like well i'm gonna start chucking them yeah no i agree and i mean especially uh what i was saying earlier about allowing 41 points in quarter two that's just disgusting to me because i agree with you i think this team is not a team right now maybe they were earlier in the season maybe they will be later on as things uh progress but right now they're not a team that can fight back that much or that hard when they allowed that many points to their opponent in the first quarter or sorry in the first half and so it was just bad I think they went to the locker room with definitely a double digit deficit and that's just they can't be doing that right now especially with the way they're playing so it's just been a little disastrous um and it's almost frustrating, not because Brady and I are sitting here as fanatics or anything. It's just because we're sitting here covering this team and we've seen them play so much better. And we've seen the potential that every single one of these guys has to bring to the floor when they're there. And they're just not bringing it. Even Russell Westbrook tonight when he had 38 points, um, he had 13 rebounds, didn't quite get that triple-double with only six assists. But he, and I don't know, he's just chunking up like weird, weird shots. And like I said earlier, he's just barking at the refs, trying to get uh, any kind of foul he can possibly get. I don't think I quite understand this strategy. Maybe there's something I'm missing, but uh, I don't know. It's just become a lot of weird, desperate basketball looking for any kind of loophole to snag that win at the end. And so, I don't know. I might just be assuming things that I shouldn't be assuming right now. But Please it's just, assume. Just assume. Well, it's, if it's going to continue like this, I honestly have no idea how the rest of the season is going to play out because, I mean, my record that I came uh, up with before the 25 games started completely went out the window. Yeah, I mean, the Thunder are going to get back to winning games and you know like they'll win like three or four in a row i mean this team is too talented and this happens to every single team they teams will go through bad stretches teams will go through terrible stretches mm-hmm. even um it seems like uh if you going into tonight it seemed like everybody outside of houston um in the western conference was either six and four or worse yeah it's just that time of year where got or teams just kind of go through slumps and people are de- dealing with getting back from the all-star break, getting their legs back under them, dealing with injuries or whatever. This It happens, but um, it's just scary for the Thunder because they everybody knows how competitive the West is, and for as, all the great that they did, they could just easily lose that if they yeah. continue to lose these games. And, um, you know, I we even kind of agreed um, a few podcasts ago um, with this stretch, this four-game road trip, You'd be hard pressed if you're Golden State or Milwaukee to win those four games or go three and one in that stretch. At Minnesota, at Portland, at LA, at Utah. Right. Any any team would struggle with that with that gauntlet. With how the Thunder are playing, they will, m- might go zero and four in this in this stretch. And if they go zero and four, what, which would be what that would put them at Disastrous. eight losses in the last nine games. Just just an absolute disaster. And they're on the cusp of that. But um, of course, they'll probably look like gods on Thursday when they play <laughs> Portland. Uh, if everybody saw my tweet, the Thunder are now 0-6 against Denver and Minnesota, and they are 6-0 against Portland and Utah. So uh, that's weird because the Thunder could weird. not beat Utah or Portland last year to save their lives. <laughs> um, let's see here. Was there – oh, yes. So I actually – I looked this up before we got on, 
And um, I still will take responsibility for Dennis Schroeder's uh, shooting slump. Don't blame it on his gold patch, but I just wanted to highlight <laughs> how well he was playing prior to missing those last two games to, um, prior to the All-Star break due to the birth of his child. So <clears throat> going back to that first San Antonio game when uh, the Spurs shot, a zil- like a, they were like a, a 100 for 101 from the three-point line. It was an awesome double overtime game. The Thunder eventually lost. Going back to that game up until the Houston win uh, when the Thunder came back from all the points down, that is, let's see, 15 games. Dennis Schroeder was shooting 48% on almost five threes a game, scoring 17 points a game, and shooting 48% from the floor. That's that's not just good, that's great. Especially from your sixth man, that's... That is what helped the Thunder have such a potent offense to the point where if their defense was falling off, they could they still have guys they could throw at you in waves that they'll just score they'll just score more points than you mm-hmm. and they've got that talent mo- against more teams than not. Since Dennis Schroeder has come back, you know, pretty much since the Utah game after the All Star break, or since the uh, Golden Patch has put was put in his hair, or since my uh, power rankings I put out during the All Star break yeah. where I highlighted how well he shot. He is shooting 29% from the field, 21%, 21% from the three-point line on even more, on almost one more attempt per game, almost six attempts per game, and only dropping 14 points, which is still good, but oh my goodness. The Thunder six-man, like, shooting like that, and not just shooting terribly, but shooting a lot. And yeah. that's kind of a theme with this team. Everybody else except for Russell Westbrook is not shooting the ball well. Uh, mm-hmm. Terrence Ferguson has kind of fallen off the map offensively, whether it's him not hitting a shot or not even taking shots. And I think you and I both agree the Thunder offense is so much better when Terrence gets more opportunities because it just spaces the floor and it keeps the ball from sticking in certain guys' hands and it keeps them from chucking up more and more threes. But um, – yeah, they're just going through some some stuff right now, and whatever it is, they have to figure this out fast because it's not just these next three games that are on the road that are tough. They've got games at home that are tough. They've got they've got Brooklyn, they've got Golden State coming up, they've got Houston again, um, Indiana, Indiana. They got a back to back with Toronto. They've got uh, Milwaukee on the road. Um, yeah, and then Indiana both on at home of, on the road. Yeah, just and the much. Lakers. I don't know how that's gonna go. <laughs> that was mean. Oh, I'm sorry. The, oh, Madison. I just thought I I had to throw that one. Oh, in there. Madison, you sure know how to make me smile. <laughs> um, also, shout out to the Oklahoma Sooners. They just beat Kansas. Hey. And so for the first time since I think 2003, Kansas will not win the Big 12. I'm super happy. I know you are, Madison. I am and, jumping out of my skin right and now. And that's why we were going to go to everyone's favorite segment, the question. <laughs> Yes, on that happy note, questions. Yes, we're going to do the questions. Uh, we'll, we'll do it a little early. I mean, we pretty much talk about all you need to know. The game was terrible. If you're a Thunder fan, um, if you're a Thunder player, I mean, you you got paid. To, you got paid, so it's you not that paid. bad. Um, anyway, so we actually had a few, a few more interactions in tonight, which would make sense. Everybody is angry. We will try <laughs> to alleviate your anger the best that we can. We'll try. I don't know. Um... My name is underscore Kaylee. What's up, Kaylee? Thank Hi, Kaylee. you for the question. 
which uh, we saw her in Denver after we were done. Yes, with, yeah. okay. We saw her in Denver after we were done with all the locker room post-game stuff. And I Billy's also didn't thing. realize that she had won Patrick Patterson's ticket contest off her Twitter. Yeah, she lives in I, she lives in Colorado. I don't know if she lives in Denver, but she lives in Colorado. So Very cool. Uh, yeah, really, really cool. Small world. Small world. Um, she asked, I just want to know why we can't win. We being the um, well, Oklahoma City Thunder. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people are kind of wondering that. I'm somewhat wondering that, just wondering you know, why the Thunder are. You know who's not wondering that? James Harden. Well, he <laughs> probably could not care any less than he does right now. Um, I, I don't know. I think right now what Brady said, they're going through a weird stretch. I do kind of believe that they can come back from this and uh, anything can happen. I I don't know. It's just that's probably me just being a little too optimistic. But right now, I think the Thunder have the wrong idea of what the last of the season entails. I'm not saying that I'm the basketball genius over here and these guys that get paid millions of dollars you, to play basketball. Madison, are, you have a podcast. You're, I mean, I do. I podcast genius. over basketball, so I kind of have an insight. But more of like me being an outsider watching these games and getting paid to do it while I sit next to Brady Trantham here. It's just I I don't know. I feel like the strategy of the rest of the season has kind of gone out the window. I think bad shots are being taken. I don't think the greatest of decisions are being made. And I also think some of the guys out there are really uh, dealing with some season coming to an end rest. And I think it's just something they're going to have to either shake off or it's going to, it's just going to defeat them. And I, I mean, I hope I'm really wrong about that last one uh, for the sake of Thunder fans. And if this organization and this fan base really wants to see this team go on and prosper in the playoffs, then shoot, I hope I'm wrong. But um, I don't know. I think it's just some things are happening with this team. I can't really pick their mind right now, but it just looks like not a group dynamic thing, but it kind of just looks like uh, something that they're going to have to sit down and really, I don't know, plan through and get through. And just as they go on with the rest of the season, they're just going to have to figure something out to get some more wins and just – defeat these teams that are coming in there and just having their way with them and real quick like i do want to stress this i was kind of having a little too much fun but um i do think that it is important to remember that it's going to be okay like the thunder are still a good team the thunder still have more times than not they're going to have the best if not the two best players on the floor against you know most of their opponents Mm -hmm. um they've got a winning foundation they have an identity, which is what something they did not have last year. So that's a large improvement over last year's team. Paul George is playing at an MVP level. He has saved them in a handful of games already this year. Um, the Thunder have really good success. I, I mean, uh, what was it? They are surprisingly they are well. I guess not surprisingly. They're only one. They're one and five against the top two seeds, and mm-hmm. against four, five, and six, they are. Um, Eight and one. I think their their only loss was to Houston in the first in on Christmas, I believe. Mm-hmm. So against their probable playoff opponent, if the seeds kind of stay where they are now, of course the Thunder just keep losing. It could change like that, but yeah. um, they have success against the teams that they're probably going to match up with in the first round. The Thunder are going to turn around, like I said. They're like it's. It's not. I'm not going to sit here and say like they're going to go on a 10-0 streak or they're going to go. I on that same band, they're not going to go on an 0 and 10 streak. They're right. just too talented, and they'll figure it out at some point. This team, and especially Russell Westbrook, whenever it gets a little overboard, 
on uh, the bad ends, like when they started 0 four, mm-hmm. and he said, we'll, "We'll be fine. I'll make sure. I'll make sure of it." They were fine. They, they won their fine. next. Yeah. They won their next seven games. When they had that bad four game and five four losses and five game stretch, they went ten of the next eleven. Yeah, they can do this. So, like, just try not to overreact to tonight's loss. I understand if you're a fan, it's very frustrating. I understand that the last week and a half has been very frustrating, but we still have. So much is different than from the beginning of March to the middle of April. It's yeah. just, it's just a different. Teams are different, right? So I'll just leave it at that. Uh, the next question comes from Derek, my friend Derek Hi, at Derek. Morton LB fifty three, and he just asked me why, and I'm gonna say uh, who, what, when, where. <laughs> um, Parker Burnett, what's up, Parker? All my friends are like asking questions tonight. This is fun. At Parker B05 asked, yeah, I got a couple of questions, and it's a gif of Kelly from The Office saying, number one, how dare you? That's Madison. honestly my favorite Kelly line of the entire office. I like when she, uh, what's his name, the temp comes back? Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Ryan. When Ryan comes back after he was arrested or whatever for uh, fraud. Mm-hmm. And she, <laughs> Kelly's like claiming like, oh yeah, I'm pregnant. And guess what? I'm keeping it. <laughs> and then Kelly just, has no chill. And then they just make out on the desk. It's and lovely. Then, and then poor Toby has to sit next to them. But it's nobody, a beautiful love story. But, but nobody likes Toby, so. I kind of like Toby. Does it really matter? <laughs> Does anybody like Toby? I kind of like Toby. I feel bad for Toby. I feel really bad for Toby. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you even like Toby because he looks like Joe Ingles? Um... I don't know. I just kind of like Toby because he's like super socially awkward and <laughs> I thrive off of people who are super socially awkward. Just like me. Yeah. Well, me, me that I'm socially awkward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ben Noble at Ben R Noble one regarding your six and zero and zero and six matchups. It appears to be no secret that Adams gets exposed on the perimeter against scoring bigs pending playoff matchups. At what point does that become an issue where Noel has to step in with a larger role? Um, man, I would really love to have a role, actually. I'm so hungry. Oh. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, well, I think Billy has absolutely shown that he's willing to pull that trigger if he has to, if he feels that he needs to. He did it in uh, Denver when we were there, Madison, where uh, New Orleans Noel got extended playing time. Not, I think he only played like 15 minutes or 16 minutes. So that's not that big of a deal, but he played in moments where he played at t- stretches that, okay, this is when Steven's supposed to be out here, and it was kind of weird. It's like you didn't really realize it until you started to question, like, oh, what's, oh, they're doing this now. And if New Orleans didn't foul out, and I think he fouled out with only about three minutes left, three and a half minutes left, so he would have played over 20 because Billy in the post game told us, yeah, I was going to leave him out there. Yeah. He by far looked much better against Jokic than Steven. He's a little bit quicker than Steven, um, quicker hands, quicker feet, um, can just give you a different look. It's something that the Thunder have. It's something that Billy Donovan has. This team has a lot of versatility. Nerlens Noel is certainly a part of that. Um, but if if this question is starting to kind of go into, so we're going to see Nerlens Noel start over Steven Adams if he keeps playing like crap at no. No, you don't you're not going to see that. You don't pay a dude $25 million to sit on the bench. Right. Um, but, I mean, and I'm Ben, I'm assuming you're not asking that, but I have seen some things on Twitter that are alluding to this fact. Steven has, this is probably the most quote-unquote hated Steven Adams has been, like the most yeah, hated stretch I he's ever gone agree. through. It's, it's really weird to see people turn on him. But 
I kind of understand the frustration. Yeah. He's still a good player, but yeah, he's he's getting worked, and the Thunder are getting worked as a result. Yeah, and I mean, I think my prediction for Nerlens in the playoffs is that his minutes will be extended a little bit more just because I think it is going to be nice to alleviate Steven a little bit if he's going to be needing that and if he's going to keep up uh, kind of the uh, unimpressive playing style that he's been playing with since All-Star break. But at the same time, I, I mean, I totally agree with Brady. You're not going to see Nerlens Noel make the start instead of Steven Adams just because that's not how it works. But... Um, I don't know. I do. I think Nerlens can contribute a lot more than he's capable of, or I, or that he has been. I think he's capable of a lot more, just because we've seen it in games where he had to step up and where he had to make a big impact out on the court, and he was able to do that. So, um, my thing with Nerlens is that I think he's going to be very, very useful in the playoffs. Um, is he going to just be this breakout star that completely takes over Steven Adams' spot? No. Um, hopefully, for the Thunder's sake, Steven is going to, you know, start to look a little bit more healthy, uh, look a little bit more powerful, look a little bit stronger, and not let these other guys completely dominate him where he is best. But, I mean, that's nothing that Brady and I can promise you guys. Hate to, you know... Uh, break the egg on you but <laughs> I mean we can't really promise anything that's just kind of my prediction but I'd like to see Nerlens really step up and do some really good things in playoffs and uh just I mean for the remainder of the season it's not even playoffs time yet so don't get too far ahead I I really wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, a Steven Noel lineup especially cool. in the playoffs um Billy's already done this in the past before with the Thunder with Canner and Adams so um it's something that the Thunder have it's in their back pocket and if you're going to have a backup center, like you would hope that it's somebody like New Orleans Noel that gives you a different look, that gives you some versatility, yeah. and can combat, probably do a, a tiny bit of a better job combating centers that can stretch the floor, just because he's more lean and more mobile, I guess you could say, just just visually, he just he looks like he has that type of body that can combat that <clears throat> a, a little bit better than Steven. Um, Let's see, Max, at MG34 underscore, sends us a picture, and it just says, I have a question for God. Why? And it's a picture of Mario and Luigi, or two adults dressed like Mario and Luigi. No, that's uh, the real ones. Yeah, oh, that's, oh, yeah okay. Yeah, that looks like them. I think that's the real. Okay, okay. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Hmm, nice. Um, why? Well, why? Why, Madison? Why? I mean, I I think that's a great question. It's just why. Because I don't exactly have an answer for you guys. I don't know if Brady has an exact answer for you guys. Um, I don't even know if the Thunder have an exact answer for you guys. But right now, things are just not looking great. But that doesn't mean they will. Or, or oh my gosh, I can't even talk. That doesn't mean they won't look great. Um, I think that right now... Some bad basketball is being played. That's very obvious. But it's just, I mean, Brady said this earlier in the podcast, that, that's going on with a lot of different teams right now. So I think it's just that time of the season. Things are kind of getting weird as playoffs are approaching. I think that mindset is starting to settle into these guys as well as guys on other teams. Uh, for some teams, it's actually boosting their energy and making them play a little bit more powerful. Uh, for the Thunder right now, uh, they have played pretty powerful, like we said, in that Utah game. That was a double overtime thriller where the Thunder did walk away with the win. They were able to power back from a double-digit deficit and defeat uh, the Grizzlies the other night. So 
I mean, yeah, that game kind of looked pretty ugly the entire time, but at the same time, it did result in a W, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. So, um, I don't know. I don't think that's even an explanation, but I don't really have a real one. Like, I'm disappointed with this loss just because uh, I I can understand – I can understand the Thunder having trouble in terms of integrating a new guy in Markeith Morris. I can understand a basketball team having trouble in integrating a guy like Paul George back into the line. It's not as it's it's not fantasy sports where you just okay, Markeith averages X points per game. Paul George has been playing like this and averaging Y points per game. Mm-hmm. You put him back into the lineup, it's just going to add to what the Thunder have been doing the last. It doesn't work that way. I mean, you still have to get back into the swing of things, and mm-hmm. you're going to make a, a tiny. A, few more mistakes than you typically would if you had been playing you know 20 or 30 games in a row and everybody's accustomed to you and the chemistry is at an all-time high um I can understand all that but I said it the other night after the Thunder came back and beat Memphis I thought that that was actually a really good win because like yeah it had all the same symptoms of how they've been playing recently they they let some uh a team worse than them get out to a quick start Mm -hmm. and then they played catch up the entire game but instead of Memphis kind of putting the pedal to the metal towards the end the Thunder were able to take advantage and steal a win I thought it was a big win because they um, they're going on this four game road trip it's like okay you need to go on this road trip with a positive mindset you need to go in there with some confidence and no matter who you're playing a fourth quarter comeback late in the game that's that's going to give you a lot of confidence right and then they come out and look like this again mm-hmm. and it's so it's just so weird I, I can't I don't know why other than their opponents are shooting really well well why are they shooting really well well because they're not defending really well well not mm-hmm. all the time sometimes it's a combination of that and guys just hitting shots but um, at some point like there needs to be some count accountability for this because it has been it's it's just been ugly. Yeah. It's, it's just been ugly. Um, it was pretty ugly. Let's see. Uh, Cameron Pierce at C Pierce twenty twelve asks these loss or says these losses hurt. Tough stretch lately. How do they get back on the winning track? Save for the obvious better shooting, defending, etc. Getting them getting back on the right track is just defending. Right. Because they can shoot as like they can have their guys shooting as poorly as they have been shooting in these last few games. But if they just defend, they'd be they probably they probably split this stretch. They yeah. they prop they may, they might have beaten um, Sacramento is going to be a loss. That that was a schedule loss. Yeah. Um, what was the game after that? Um, it wasn't San Antonio. Who was it? Was it, it wasn't the 76ers, was it? No, it was the 76ers. Okay. 76ers with no Joel Embiid, and yes, no Paul George either, but if they just defended in that first half, they, they almost came back and won that game, and they yeah. made the stop necessary to win the game. They just they mm-hmm. they played behind the eight ball so long that game, it just didn't matter. They defend mm-hmm. better, they might win that game. Um, San Antonio, if they defend better in that game, they might have a better chance of winning. I think it's just defense. You don't allow bad teams to get confident and get in rhythm early while your role players are just standing there like, well, I'll just stand in the corner and let Russell and Paul just jack up shots. Then Dennis Schroeder comes out, and he'll start jacking up shots. And then it's just kind of a kind of a handful of like, well, Markeith has the ball at the end of the shot clock. He'll shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy Grant has the ball. He, he hasn't done anything yet, so give like let him do something. 
there's no balance there's no ball movement there's no flow it's just hit please hit your shots and please opponents start missing them like memphis did it has to start with defense yeah i mean there was just i thought defending in the first half of this game was actually somewhat decent but then it kind of just fell off because they let guys i mean i say that but then of course they let minnesota pick up 41 points in one quarter but i mean at the same time defense was there i think the strategy was just a bit off it was not strong enough to hold the team that uh was coming onto the court and just dominating them like minnesota was tonight but um yeah i agree with brady i think it's really going to start you've got to pick up a good defensive strategy coming into the game you can't just you know be lackadaisical on that side because if you like i mean we've been saying this whole podcast if you let a team like this i mean any team really if you let them get hot i mean there's really no coming back from that unless you just put on a hell of a show on the offensive side coming out of halftime and that's just not exactly been happening for the thunder especially with a guy like paul george who has kind of been that offensive show for this team yet he is dealing with this shoulder injury he's dealing with a little bit of rest and at the same time i mean i kind of put it on paul at the beginning of this podcast saying why in the world did you take 14 three-point attempts when you're just coming off an injury but i think he was really just trying to pick up where he left off and you don't have it and yeah it's like okay i I can kind of understand like we're down the only way that we're going to come back is if i or russell just will the team back yeah it gets to a point where it's just kind of comical like you do not have it it's not there and paul has shown even in this great season he's had he has shown He'll have games where he just does not have it. He didn't have it against Sacramento. He didn't have it. um, Oh, what game was it? Was it the game before New Orleans? No, it was was New Orleans. He played in that game. He didn't have it against New Orleans. It happens. Yeah. And if you don't have it, you don't keep trying to do it. And I know great players will say, no, always take the shots, be aggressive. It's like... Yeah, there's a there's a difference between being aggressive and then being silly. Yeah. And tonight, I thought the Thunder's offense was just silly. Yeah, you just ha- you have to be smart about those shots too. You have to really understand. Okay, I'm not hitting these shots. Yeah, these uh, worked for me a little bit earlier on in the season. Tonight, they're not. So let's just be smart and pick up a win and do what we can uh, to help this team get a win. And I mean, definitely not knocking on Paul because he is a great player. And obviously, like I don't have a million dollar contract that I can speak to, but. Uh, at the same time, I really just think it comes down to being smart, to making wise decisions on the offensive end, uh, to kind of just, I don't know, just really use your court vision, really look around a little bit more, utilize players who do have it that night, and uh, pack the paint a little bit more. I think that's just better. But Paint the pack. That didn't happen. Yeah, paint, so Paint the pack. That didn't happen. Let's see. Um, Julius Reck, at Julius underscore Reck. What good is flipping the switch if you haven't paid your bill in a month? I have no idea where I'm going with this metaphor in in uh, brackets. Um, I kind of got it. Parentheses, excuse me. Oh, grammar. I don't. I'm a writer and I suck at grammar. <laughs> um, the Thunder cannot flip the switch. They have not proven that they can do that. They got smoked in the first round last year. Uh, this team should not have that mentality. Now they can have the mentality that they can turn it on defensively. Because even in some of the in this bad stretch, they turned it on defensively against Philadelphia and made the stops necessary to hand them a win. They just didn't get that rebound. Um, I think they can turn it on defensively, but um, in terms of flipping the switch, but I, I don't necessarily. I think it's just a it's a bad stretch coupled with 
a few guys being reintegrated into the lineup. A new guy in Markeith Morris is going to be getting heavy playing time as we get deeper and deeper into the year. And uh, it's just a funk. We'll just call it that. Like, yeah, we'll I don't even it. have much to add on to that because, honestly, yeah, some funky things are going on right now with the Thunder. And uh, I think only time's going to tell when that's going to either cease or go onward. <laughs> Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, at Relevant Bob, Mr. Bob Branscombe asks, or says, I quit with a gif of, um, oh, the dude from Knocked Up that loses the bet. Oh, yeah. Or no, he has the bet where he can't do, some, uh, and, and the kids listen to this podcast, he can't do a certain action, and <laughs> he has to grow his hair out the whole time, I think, and yeah, it's that guy. What? But he just says, I quit. Uh, everybody quits tonight. Um, we we will have ooh. We got one more. One more. Uh, this comes from Bradzilla Yo. <laughs> Bradzilla Yo, awesome. I like it. Is the Thunder doing a better job of tanking than the Knicks? Uh... <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure the Knicks lost like what 17 straight games. The Thunder have just lost five out of their last six. So, I mean, I don't think it's as bad no i it's not as bad i think some weird things are going over or going on over in new york but uh no i mean i don't think that the thunder is tanking right now um i think that this team is just dealing with a weird weird vibe that's not allowing them to play at the highest level that they are used to playing at or that they or people know that they are good at playing um yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't really compare these past losses to the Knicks just because they've been teams you can't exactly sleep on. I'm pretty sure I heard tonight uh, the Thunder, or well, after tonight, they're what? I think like five, they're like one and six or something, or one and five against uh, Minnesota in the past like six games that they played against them so yeah they beat them once last year they haven't beat them yet this year yeah and two of these games have been with that new coach of theirs so just like i don't know if the dynamic of minnesota when they face the thunder is just like on fire but they're able to do some great things and they're able to hold the thunder uh away from the wind column and it's just it's funky y'all it's funky that's really all i gotta say memphis took okc to funky town they went to funky town uh really quick before we get out of here i just want to give a special shout out to um some listeners of the show uh mr todd lizenby and sam mays uh from the franchise they uh Hi guys. They, they do a great job of letting us know that they listen to the show. Yeah. And uh, they'll, every once in a while, I'll like get in the car and I'll put it on the franchise and I'll hear either Sam or Todd like mention it without us even being on the air at the time. So, it's uh, very kind. Yeah. Thank you guys thank so much. Thank you. We that, appreciate it. That means a lot. I like the, I like the team synergy we got going here uh, with the franchise. We got a lot of great people doing great jobs and great things here. Um, it makes work a lot more fun. It does. Good team. Uh, um, but yeah, Madison, uh, Thursday night, mm-hmm. Portland, nine thirty tip off in Oklahoma City. You and I will be doing the post game. Post game, yay! Holla. The best thing is we don't have to do the post game on Friday night on the second True. night of back to back, and then have to turn turn around, wake up a few hours later, and do the <laughs> Dude, basketball do the show basketball on game. Saturday morning. So um, everybody, just a heads up, we won't be having the classic podcast on Thursday after the Trailblazers game. It'll be. 
Madison and I on the radio on 107.7 Franchise. You're welcome. Hell yeah. 107.9 in Tulsa. If you're out of the market, download the app. It's free. It's easy. And you can listen to Madison and I talk. And either way, we will rip the audio and put it out as the podcast. So, yay. So you get us regardless. Yay. Um, but yeah, we want to go home now. Um, I need to, I need to, yeah, I need to go home. It's time to go home. It's late. Madison needs to go to bed. Um, yeah, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the OKC82 podcast. The Thunder lose a lot to a little. I hope you all have a great evening and uh, be sure to put your pants on tomorrow.